Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Casual KO here. Having some fun. We're rolling into the first pay-per-view of the year. Excited about it. Pretty interesting card last week. Um, you know, I missed some. I hit some. Looking back at our uh, at our spots, I think there was two fights, actually, that I was the only one on that side. There's two. Benitez. I don't know if you guys remember any of these. Uh-oh, you got to break out the statue. Benitez and Johnny Walker, I think, were the only ones you had. Uh, well, Benitez lost, right? No, no. Me and you both went lapless. He had Bosher out, even though we both knew Bosher out was going to win. That's true. Yes, that was one. Um, damn, I just want to find these again. Um, Nazareth, so these are old ones. I should have had these stats pulled up. I'll pull them up later when we write them down. But yeah, man, there were some fun ones. I mean, you guys had some hot picks. Obviously, my uh, Johnny Walker miss is huge. You know what I mean? But at the same time, man, I can't I can't be, imagine being the dude that wants Uncle Live to win. You know what I mean? I just can't be that guy. I can't. Be I know that. we all wanted Johnny to win, but our pockets knew what was going to happen. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It, it was a good call on your part. Don't say realistic. I try to save you money. I know, I know, and I just didn't listen like an idiot. I was doing really good until I thought that Waldo's fat ass was going to knock out. Andre Arlovsky. And then I lost a bunch of money on that. So, I mean, I, I called the round two, round three, Van knockout right off the bat. Like, first three fights of the night, I was boom, 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 racked up. Like, I start with 25 bucks every night, racked up 250 right away, and then just lost it all throughout the night. So, pretty shitty. Um, some weird fights as, as the fight went on, but how'd you guys do? Smashed it, won like 400 bucks. Wish I bet more. I kind of bet like a pussy. And uh, we got, I got banned from our local sports book. So it was, I had to just bet on the app. So I'm always like a little bit hesitant when I'm betting on the app compared to when I'm at the sports book. I'm a little bit more confident because I'm spending money in my pocket than having a willing to deposit. So uh, yeah, but it was a good week. Wish, wish I pounded everything harder. But I only had two losing plays on the under one and a half in the main event. I lost by 12 seconds. And I lost on Taylor Lapilus in a round robin. Other than that, everything else hit. How'd you do, Jared? Uh, it was all right. Not my, uh, definitely not my best week. But I, I, you know, I started off strong with Joshua Van. I think we were all pretty confident on that. Um, Marcus McGee was another good pick. I think we were all on the same side. But... I made the mistake of betting on Phil Hawes and you bet on a Phil Hawes fight, you know what you're getting yourself into. So I, you know, I knew what I was looking at, hope for the best and the worst happened, but wasn't shocked to see him go down. And then um, Ricky Simone, that got me too, but I was able to get a little bit of rebate with Jim Miller getting the sub. So I was in the green, didn't make as much profit as I could have. And, um, I mean, the original big bet was supposed to be Joshua Van and Manel Cop, and Cop fell out. So then I'm like, oh, I got to put somebody with Van to get a close to even odds. So I end up putting Ricky Simone and got burnt there. So we were in the green, but not the best night. Well, hey, you know what? At least you're in the green because uh, it ended up pretty rough for me. I'm still trying to find this book. I hate how, like, my office, I organize it pretty well. 
And sometimes when I write some shit down, it just disappears. So I'm going to find it before this episode's over. I'm just motivated to find this shit now. But, I was telling um, Alex, I got a little notebook that um, I used to, you ever see Eminem writing his rhymes on the bus? Like it kind of looked like that. Of with course. All my notes scattered everywhere. But I yeah. got myself a lot more organized. I printed out, I'll show you, I printed out some of these to make doing tape just way easier. Nice. Makes my shit more organized. And uh, I'm no longer Eminem with all the chicken scratches. I like it. I mean, I, I need to go back to the chicken scratch. I was trying to get more organized, and now all my shit's lost. So I'll see if I can find it later. Um, but, yeah, it's fun to, to recollect on old fights. But we're heading into 297 up in Canada, right? Very cold out there. People are making this a big deal. I don't know how big of a deal it, uh, it, it could possibly be inside. But, nonetheless, maybe these guys will... You know, maybe their performance will suffer one way or the other. But main event, obviously a big one. There's some bad blood. Supposedly, it doesn't really seem like it's that bad of blood anymore. I think they're going to try and hype it up at the press conference. I listened to some media day stuff um, on 117 here, January 17th. Not much, like, controversy between these two main event dudes. And really, who cares about the co-main event? I, I couldn't be less excited about it, to be honest. Um not because it's a women's MMA fight, man. It's because it's women's bantamweight. Like, women's bantamweight, I think that shouldn't even be a division, to be honest. But whatever. Uh, that's my opinion. Let's roll into this, though. Let's roll right in. Because we've got... And, Jared, I'll let you start with this, man, because you had mentioned that you were pretty, you know, steadfast in one direction or another here. We've got Malcolm X. Gordon versus Jimmy Flick, two of the greatest flyweights in the world right now um i i, I want to see where you're at on this jared and then alex will go to you i'll wrap this one up all right so this is a low level matchup the lowest level matchup on the card and it ends up being my most confident pick here i'm all on malcolm gordon it's not because i think he's a great fighter but it's because i think jimmy flick is that bad the guy possesses zero zero striking threat the only threat he has is jujitsu, and he's going against a black belt who's pretty damn good at jujitsu himself. And I mean, if there was 30 seconds more on the clock in the second round of that Mikhaev fight, Mikhaev was going to sleep. Gordon's not a great fighter, but he's shown glimpses of greatness. And I don't think this is a guy that's ever going to have a rank next to his name, but he's a guy that's better than Jimmy fucking Flick. I think Jimmy Flick's going to get knocked out early here. Or he could get dropped in, you know, a club and sub situation. I am all on Gordon. I'm counting Jimmy Flick out. I think the brick drops like a brick. Um, I had texted Ryan on Sunday, and I told Alex Saturday after the fight, um, Malcolm Gordon was minus 130. And I'm like, dude, this line is not going to stay here. We got to bet this ASAP. So I bet it Sunday morning. Here we are today. Malcolm Gordon sitting at minus 200. So I'm glad I got it early when I did. Um, but I don't even feel the need to try to double dip here. That's how much I don't believe in Jimmy Flick. I, th I don't think the guy is the slightest bit of a threat. And maybe I'll eat my words, but Malcolm Gordon's not a great fighter, but he's damn sure better than Jimmy Flick. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, man. Alex, where are you here? All right. I got a I got a bet here. I do have a bet here. It's a double method. I think the no distance is good, but it's juiced. I'm gonna go Malcolm Gordon KO or Jimmy Flick by submission. Jimmy Flick has never been subbed, and I think if Gordon's smart, 
he won't. He'll try to keep this standing and try to make this a brawl. So uh, the official pick is Malcolm Gordon, KO round two. Uh, we'll maybe change it to round one. All right, round one. We'll, we'll stick with round one. But my official bet is going to be the double method. I think Jimmy Flick might be the better BJJ practitioner here. And the last thing I want to do right. is have his only way to win, you know, smack me in the back of the head. So I'm going to have both of those bases covered, and hopefully we don't go to a decision, baby. Okay, so you said that if you're going with a, a round and method, you're going – Gordon knockout round one. If you're picking something specific, yeah, leaning towards like the double method. I like that. Okay. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs. So your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. KO round one. And you got flick by, by what method and what round, Jaren? No, no, no. I, I'm com- I do not have flick. I have Malcolm. I'm all I'm in sorry, on Malcolm Gordon. Gordon. Not uh, what I meant. No, I, I think Gordon gets him out of here early. I'm going to say round one knockout. Same but thing. I won't be surprised if something that's never happened before happens and Jimmy Flick gets sub because Gordon's got a good ground game, man. And he could crack him and just yoke him up. But I'll for a pick, I'm going to say Gordon sub. The bet's already in. It's Gordon on the money line. But I'm very confident he gets a finish here, probably round one. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's interesting how much people are stressing about the inside the distance and how juiced it is with two of these guys that are not dangerous. You know what I mean? Neither one of these guys are very dangerous. Um, Obviously, they can both get finished, and I think that that's what people are focusing on. I wonder if looking at the, the, the fight goes the distance is worth a look. I just wonder if it's worth a look. Um, decent odds, um, pretty low-level fight here. I don't know. You know, Gordon might have something to be fighting for here in Canada, open up the Canadian card, so he might come out a little wild. And Flick might catch him in something, man. I tend to, to side with you guys, though. I tend to think that that Gordon is the pick, but I'm just not as confident as you are, Jared. I didn't I didn't place the bet yet. Um, I feel fine, despite the line movement, not getting that bet. But I hope that you hit it, dude. I hope that that you get that round one knockout for Gordon. I just don't see a knockout. Um, I tend to think, you know, whoever wins here probably wins by decision, as weird as that might sound. And I'm going to go um, – I'll go Gordon decision. I think that he gets the nod in his home, his home That's country. That's bold going against the flyweight unders trend. That's pretty bold. I know. I know. But, I mean, these are not talented dudes. Um, and, yeah, maybe they're they're – ability to get finished is like so transcendent to where, you know, we don't have to worry about <laughs> this fight going long, but I just kind of think that, that it does. And just to kind of zig when everyone else is zagging, I, I'm not going as far as picking flick. I've heard some people on the flick side, 
I just can't get there, man. He's uh, he's not a good fighter. And even somebody that I listened to that's supposedly a friend of Jimmy Flick was saying that he is a grappler. He is not made to fight. He's not a fighter. Um, he retired not too long ago. Not a fighter, just uh, a nerd, essentially, that got into martial arts like some nerds do, right? So it is what it is. Alex, this is yours, man. Uh, I, I have a heavy opinion on the next fight, so I want to take that one. So we got Jasmine Jazidavicious, another Canadian, versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Tailor-made fight, it seems like to me, but what do you think on this, Alex? I thought the line was off, and uh, the public agreed with me. Priscilla was around plus 330, plus 300. Now she's around plus 250, plus 275 range. I would have loved to hit it at that, just like I would have loved to hit Malcolm Gordon around even odds. But it just feels like it's coming down to where it should be. You know, I honestly thought, you know, Priscilla should be around plus 200. I think if Jasmine gets out of the first round, it's all her. And this is definitely a good live bet scenario where you could bet Priscilla before the fight, you know, see if she can put it on her in the first round and take Jasmine live because she is a good comeback player as well. Uh, I've been back and forth. I'm going to go with my gut here and just go uh, Jasmine by, you know, round two sub. But something was telling me take Priscilla to get that KO, but I'm just going to stay away from that. Very not confident in this, but it just felt like a trap, you know, why open this line so wide and they, they got definitely got what they wanted and it's one way traffic on Priscilla currently. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Jared, where you at here? Well, this is a uh, classic striker versus grappler matchup. Uh, Priscilla, she wants to strike. She wants to make it ugly. She's a tough bitch. Um, but, you know, she wants to turn this fight into a brawl. My problem with her is when she gets she gets taken down, she got really bad takedown defense. And when she ends up on her back, she's like a fish out of water. It's just I I I think the good line is set as far as getting people to bet on Priscilla here, but this is kind of a tailor made matchup for Jasmine. She just imposes the wrestling and I mean Jasmine's been a decision machine since she came into the UFC. All five of her UFC fights have gone the distance. Um, this is kind of made for her in her backyard. This is a matchup that she can get her first UFC finish. I, I would actually lean she can submit uh, Priscilla. And I mean, once she gets her down, Priscilla's never looked good on the ground. She right. doesn't have a good get-up game. The only thing you can give her is she's a fucking tough bitch. So, you know, it takes more than that to win these kind of matchups. So I think Jasmine does her thing. I don't think she's, you know, with the five UFC fights all going the distance, you would probably think this one would be no different, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for her to get a sub here. So I'm going to say Jasmine finds a submission. We'll call it the second round. Okay. You guys both agreeing here. Uh, there's not much for me to say. I, I, I wonder you know, with the kind of lackluster talent out of Canada right now, if when the UFC goes there, they go to these managers of these fighters like Malcolm Gordon and Jasmine Jazidovicius and say, heck, hey, who's someone that you would want to fight? Who's someone that we can get? Can we get like a list? Can we get a few fighters together for you to think that you can beat just to show out for the Canadian crowd? I feel like if that is possible, which I absolutely does, my conspiracy brain starts working there. I think Malcolm Gordon chose Jimmy Flick, and I think that Jasmine Jazdavicious had 
Priscilla Cashewer on that list as well for her and her team. Um, but I think that this does go decision. Jasmine Jezidovicious, she's 34 years old. Uh, a lot of people act like this is like a bad chick, dude, like fucking real tough. I'm more on your side with this, Jared. Like Priscilla is the is the meaner, tougher one here with the more finishing potential, finishing upside, we should say. I just don't see a finish here. If there is a finish, I think it's knockout round one Cachoeira, but I don't think that happens. Jasmine's uh, wrestling and forward pressure is going to be too much, and Jasmine gets the decision win, in my opinion. And before we even started talking, I wrote J-A-Z on all of our picks. I knew not one person was going to pick Priscilla here. So, um, hey, let's keep Put in mind, too, that she's also fought Jillian Robertson, so that trend from last week is also on this card. Okay. So Priscilla loses. You already know who I'm going to be taking later on in the card. Jillian. Right? No, Pollyanna. If Priscilla loses, I'm taking Pollyanna. What's the trend again? I might have forgotten. Whoever, whenever a fighter fights another, whenever a fighter has fought another fighter on the card, they typically win or lose together. Okay. So last, last week we had Mata and Jim Miller. They both fought each other. It's a weird trend that we've been following. It's a funny joke at this point. It hasn't always hit, but it hits more often than not. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Pollyanna if I see Priscilla not get it done. Okay, so I think I misunderstood you when you said the trend initially over text. And I thought that it was the opposite of what you're saying. So that's interesting. So, yeah, man. Um, so if no, Priscilla... they align. They align. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I'm not against it. I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah, Jillian Robertson, Priscilla. Okay, so yeah, Priscilla Cashewara fought Jillian Robertson. Back in 2021, if Cachoeira loses, man, that's still a tough thing to fucking do, though. That's still you remember really that fight? Do. That that like proved Priscilla's a dirty fighter when Jillian had her in that choke and she's reaching back with her thumb trying to oh, eye yeah, gouge gouging her eyes. Crazy, does. Yeah, wild. You're not cheating. You're not trying, though. That's very true. Third fight of the night. I will take this one. Johan Lioness versus Sam Patterson. Man. I have to go with Sam Patterson here, and I'm going to tell you why. It sounds like it doesn't make any sense, but Johan Lioness is round one or bust. This dude gasses after round one. Hard. He throws everything with 100% intentions. Sam Patterson coming off of Dana White's contender series. He was hyped, overhyped, went in and fought a tough Jewish dude, right? Uh, Yanal Ashmos lost to him. It happens. A lot of people that come off of the contender series, when they fight somebody, they have those UFC jitters. They go in there and they lose. But this dude, Sam Patterson, he's good on the ground, man. He's good everywhere. He's going to be the, the 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 taller guy, despite, you know, potentially having a smaller frame. But I just don't see Johan Lioness, man. He is not a good fighter, man. Johan Lioness is not UFC caliber, in my opinion. And the verdict is still out if Sam Patterson is. Lioness, dude, super disappointing every time I've watched this dude fight. Um, I, I cannot pick Johan Lioness at these odds. If he was an underdog, I'd probably side with him. But yeah, it's Sam Patterson for me all day. And I think he gets a sub round two or three. For the sake of this, I'll go Sam Patterson submission round two. And I think it happens late in round two, just to be a little more specific. Uh, Jared, go for it. 
All right. I, I completely agree with you about Johan being a uh, round one or bust because that's how I see him too. I, I give him about seven minutes, seven good strong minutes. But with before he gasses, I was actually telling Alex earlier, you pretty much when he's fighting, you got two clocks. You got the amount of time that he's live for a knockout. And then you got the amount of time you're hating yourself that you bet on him. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know what you're getting yourself into and you bet him. You're just waiting for that big shot. Now, Sam Patterson, you know, he got knocked out bad in his last fight to the point oh, yeah. he was trying to fight Mark Goddard after. Uh, five minutes after. So he's two inches taller than Johan, and the two inches is all neck. This dude has a crazy giraffe neck. Like, that chin is just begging for it. You know the expression, tuck your chin? He got nowhere to tuck it, dude. It's too high up. Yeah. I just, if I'm going to pick Johan here, just thinking that he is able to find that chin in the first round. But like I said to Alex, after the first round, if Johan hasn't knocked him out, it's time to start sweating or get a live bet in or something. Because after, I mean, this guy's got a round of gas in him and he's really started slowing down. And like you said, man, he's been pretty damn disappointing every time you've seen him fight. You know, even, even in his in, wins, dude, even, even in his, his one UFC win was still like it, it, not clean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a split decision, I think, wasn't it? Over Darian Weeks? So. Let me see. It was a close fight. I remember I was watching. Yeah, it was a split decision, and it was not impressive. Like, I, I had bet on him because looking at him initially, you think he's a fucking beast. Like, he looks like a good fighter, but, like, dude, he went in and just, like, it looks like he's sparring, man. Like, he's – I'm not impressed in the least, and I don't think he's UFC material, so. But, again, um, it could be one of those matchups where they're the home, you know, the home guy. Sure. How do, you know, how do you – uh who do you want to fight? Who do you know? Oh, that contender series kid that got slept in his own hometown. How about we bring him to my hometown? Sure. Yeah, it is interesting that that Patterson's moving up a weight class. You know, you'd think when you're that tall, making that kind of weight cut down to 155 pounds. I could not imagine being 6'3 and weighing 155 pounds. There's only a few people that do it. Jalen Turner, this dude was doing it. You got to think that if you get touched you're getting knocked out because of how much you have to dehydrate yourself, dude. So I don't know, you know, I don't know how many, how many times Sam Patterson has been knocked out. I haven't, I don't have that number off the top of my head twice. Um, once was obviously very recently. And then the last time was uh, in 2017. So I don't know. We'll see. But Alex, what are your thoughts on this? By the look of your face, I would assume you're going Johan. I'm all over your hands. He's one of my confident plays of the week. I think he's going to starch Sam Patterson. I don't think Sam can take a punch. I don't think he's going to be able to handle the brawl in round one. And to be honest, I think Johan's gas tank has improved a little bit over the past couple fights. And, you know, this man is not Mike Malott. This no. man is not Mike Malott. He is far from Mike Malott. Johan's going to get his first knockout in the UFC. I'm taking that one to the bank. If I had to pick a round, I'm going to take round one. Already marked it down for you by your uh, cadence there. So round one, Johan. All right. We're going right back to you here, Alex. Jillian Robertson versus Pollyanna Viana. Everyone thinks both these girls are equally hot. I'll tell you who's hotter. Pollyanna Viana, dude. I know she's not UFC caliber. She should not be in the UFC, to be honest. But she is by far. I mean, she's a 10. Jillian Robertson. You got, you looks got like the Sean Latina O'Malley. bias, bro. I'm I do have a big I didn't Latina get this bias. one. 
big Latina bias. I mean, look at Jillian Robertson here. Just look at their topology pictures. I mean, this looks like this. Jillian Robertson looks like Alex in a wig right here. <laughs> I'm not into it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So true, <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, you're up on this one. Jillian Robertson or Pollyanna Viana and why? Uh, I'm going to go with Pollyanna. I like the line. I, it's not often you see me fading Jillian Robertson. I bet on her a lot. It's just I see Pollyanna having more paths to victory. Jillian, I see as the Jimmy Flick of the card as well, the the female wow. Jimmy the Brick. You know, she, I, I feel like she can't hang on the feet. I mean, if you're losing a fight to J.J. Alvarez on the feet, you know, this is kind of embarrassing, and Pollyanna's going to have knockout potential there as well. So I'm going to go with Pollyanna to survive the submission attempts and um, win a close decision. Not super crazy about it. Not going to be punting too much money on it. Might be a little fun little bet. But um, I, I like I like the odds here. Yeah, it's an interesting pick, man. You make me think about this a little bit because I do think that Jillian Robertson's the side, especially in Canada. And I think this would be a good win for her. But you know the UFC wants Pollyanna around. I don't know, man. Yeah, she's going to be very, very dominant and scary in the first round. But I think Jillian gets this by decision. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go Jillian Robertson decision. Um, you had Polly in what round, Alex? Polly by decision. Decision. We'll okay. split. See, that is very interesting because she gasses. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll be interested to see if she can do enough damage in, like, the first eight minutes to kind of secure that. But, Jared, where are you at on this one, man? Yeah, so these are two girls that are both really good at jujitsu. Um, I probably have to give the edge to Jillian though, sure. but as long as the fight is on the feet, Viana's winning it. She's right. got some actual pop behind her strikes. She's by a landslide the better fighter on the feet. Even though Jillian has improved since she uh, joined Goat Shed, her striking's definitely gotten better. But even with the improvement, Viana's definitely the better fighter on the feet. I have one major issue with Viana. She's way too comfortable on her back. She will spend the whole fight on her back throwing up submission attempts, and she is active going for these subs off her back. But the second grappling is exchanged, she'll pull guard, or if you start getting a takedown, she'll just accept the position. Um, That's just something I hate. You know, it's tough for someone to win a fight off their back. Um, Both of them are so good in jujitsu, I think it could cancel out, and this fight could spend a good amount of time on the feet and even when it is on the ground with viana in bottom position there's it's not too often you see jillian robertson really raining down punches and strikes on anybody you know she's really more just trying to get positions to set up her submissions i think viana should be sound all that with you know her grappling background um her cardio is a little questionable i am kind of worried about it but just with the value and Viana being clearly the better fighter on the feet, I have to side with her here. So I'm going to say Viana, I'm going to say she wins a decision, and it's not going to be a clean one. Wow, man. I mean, we have uh, we have something tough to, to kind of reconcile here. I don't know if you guys can see the other things that I've pulled up. The takedown defense for both girls is 55%. The takedown accuracy for Pollyanna Viana, 33% on takedown accuracy and 41% takedown accuracy for Jillian Robertson. For that reason alone, I have to stick with my Jillian Robertson. 
because it's so even. Now, the striking, Jillian Robertson's striking is pretty bad. Strikes landed per minute, 2.6. Strikes absorbed per minute is 3.21. Backwards striking differential, and it's basically flipped around for Pollyanna Viana. She lands 3.19 and absorbs 2.36. So, yeah, the striking, the slight striking edge goes to Pollyanna Viana, and the slight takedown accuracy goes to uh, Alex in a wig here. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But just uh, just for clarity, Jared, because I was looking that up, you got uh, you got um, Viana, but what by what method and round? I'm going to take her by decision here. I think it's just going to be it's going to be an interesting fight. You and Jillian would make a good couple. That's all I got to say. You and Jillian. Yeah, we 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 look good together. So I, I think so. We look like siblings. Yeah, yeah. You, your kids <laughs> might look like the royal family. Start looking a little inbred because you guys are too closely related. But uh, no, I'm just giving you shit, man. Okay, next fight up. That was you, Alex. Jared, take this one. Sir, he's today versus Ramon Tavares. Everyone and their mother knows this is a rematch. This was, I think, they fought on the Contender Series, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um. You know, the the narrative, the easy narrative is that Sadi knocked him out and this dude's just a bulldozer. But I've heard that Sadi's very open to leg kicks, full transparency. I know nothing about this fight. I know nothing about the leg kicks. I know nothing about Sadi's power. I just know that these are narratives that are out there. So I'm kind of letting you two uh, lead this one and I'll make a pick based off of how good you guys uh, persuade me here. But Jared, this is yours to start. Yeah, so... I did tape on this fight before when I was betting on contender series and um, I had taken Ramon Tavares and he had gotten TKO'd. It was a really bad stop, obviously, but it kind of took away from how good Sari looked in that fight. But anyways, he gets, I, you know, at the end of the night, Dana, this is like week two at contender. Dana says, you know, week 10, this kid's getting another fight. That was like the worst stoppage I've seen in contender series. And I'm like, all right, well, Dana's giving him a second chance. If this kid comes back, he is the lock. So I'm at Mohegan Sun playing in a poker tournament. I had already put in a parlay. That was week 10 when Tavares was fighting his next contender series fight. I put in a parlay. I don't even remember who the first leg was, but he got knocked out. And I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, am I that big of a degenerate? I'm going to go back to the sports book and put another bet on Tavares. And I'm like, yeah, you're you're doing it. So I made myself bet Tavares. He came through. He pulled it off, and now he's getting that fight again. Like I just, I it's kind of weird that they're making this rematch, and it makes me wonder if they're trying to build Tavares a little bit because, you know, he's got the look. He's, I think this guy's marketable, man. He's good on a microphone. He had, you know, a full camera crew filming a documentary for him when he was coming back for his second contender series fight. Um, I'm wondering if he rewrites this wrong because he's a finisher and he hasn't seen many late rounds, if any. But what it comes down to here is Sari has more weapons to win. Like he has the more dynamic striking. He mixes it up more. He throws more leg kicks, more, you know, goes to the body more. Tavares is more of just a boxer. Um, He's a boxer, but man, is he, he's fucking aggressive and it can get him into trouble, but I'm thinking he's going to come back and uh, rewrite this round and get a knockout here. So I'm going to side with Tavares to get a round one knockout. 
not okay. racing to go bet it because this is basically a contender series fight on a pay-per-view card. But I'm going to go Taveras by knockout. Well, round. Round one. Round one. Okay. Yeah, man. That's not what I was expecting. But Alex, where are you at on this? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go City by decision. I think they're going to throw Keith Peterson in here. They were like, there's not going to be a bad stoppage in this fight. They're going to let him bang. And I think it's going to be one of the sweatiest decisions that I've ever seen because they just both love to slug it out. But I think with uh, hopefully we get Keith Peterson in there and he lets everything go by and we get a, a nice decision by Sydney. I'm sorry, Sydney, City. I can't even pronounce his name right. Yeah, whatever the hell I don't his know name is. Right City. That's weird, huh? So I'm gonna go with City to get a decision, and hopefully we get the right ref here. But other than that, don't have a bet on this fight. We'll be staying away. But this is definitely gonna be a good one to enjoy. I'll tell you that. But if I had to throw a pun out there, maybe an over one and a half. You know, even though both of these guys are finishers, I feel like these rematches always go a different way and a different outcome. It's not often that you see the same outcome in a rematch. You know what I mean? So given that trend, I'm going to lean the over, and I'm going to lean City by decision. Okay. Well, uh, you know, obviously both of you guys saying opposite shit. You know, Jared picking fighter B early. You know, Alex picking fighter fighter A late. I'm going to – Neither one of you guys convinced me too much, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to go with um, the guy that won the last fight. And I, you know, despite what Alex is saying, which I agree with, that like every time these fighters rematch, it doesn't work out the same way. I, I, I have no other evidence to say that this won't go that way. From what I understand, if you just leg kick Sadi, you can beat him. But no one does that. Like every time this dude's legs get touched, he spins around. He doesn't take leg kicks well. But does Tavares or Tavares, whatever it is, have the the foresight to do that? I don't know. He's a boxer, man. I don't see him throwing kicks, or at least not many. Even if he's told to, you know what I mean? Like, I can't I know, see. man. It's like he's, you know, he's still green in the UFC. You know, the, like fight IQ is a real thing. And, you know, you can go in there with a great game plan. If he, you know, he'll be landing kicks. And then if he feels something he doesn't like, he just abandons that technique altogether and goes back to what he's comfortable with. So he's a straight boxer. Does he have any boxing fights on his record? Uh, not sure. I just no. know he has a boxing background. Okay. So yeah, on topology, it's not showing anything. He missed weight in his first fight with Sir Sidi, whatever the hell. Um, Man, I gotta go. I gotta go with Sadi, and I'm gonna go knockout round one. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna side with either of you guys on this, just because it's so it's a confusing one, man. Um, but like like Jared's saying, like why are they building this fight again? Why are they making this? A lot thing? of questions. A lot of questions behind this fight. Right, and it's in Sadi's home country, even though Sadi got the proper win. You know, like obviously it was controversial, but if you're asking Sadi who he wants to face, you know, maybe he wants to shut up all those. Uh... All those haters who were saying that was a bad stoppage and he wants to put a... That's it, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, interesting there. Um, Six, this is me. Okay, Charles Jordan versus Sean Woodson. Interesting fight here. Sean Woodson coming off of a, a you know good performance against somebody that I don't think is going to be in the UFC in three fights from now. Um, we're talking about uh, Bazooka. 
who, you know, supposedly this guy's a horrible human being, like beating up teenagers and shit before he was in the UFC and like doing some wild stuff. Um, but for some reason, all of the Aljamain Sterling gym, that Longo Weidman uh, MMA gym tries to make this guy seem like he's the greatest person in the world. I think he's just not UFC material. And the reason I bring him up is because Sean Woodson looked pretty good against him. Um, looked great against him, really. Um, didn't see his fight against uh, Saldana. You need obviously. to. What's that? You need to see that fight. Why is that? It's very, very telling of how and that's bad exactly why I and how much he slows Woodson down that. and right. how much he can't deal with a guy that's going to be in his face walking him down. So this is my thing, and and Charles Jordan not afraid of anything. I mean, this guy. He is not your Canadian stereotype. He's not like a technical kind of pussy. You know what I mean? Like I, that's the way I kind of see a lot of Canadians. I know that they're like they're they're upping their game, but it seems like their women fighters right now are better than their men fighters, with the exception of Mike Malott and this dude. Um, this guy's very entertaining. I think he's going to throw caution to the wind here. This uh, Canadian crowd's going to rile this dude up. I think Charles Jordan gets a finish i don't know if it's a submission or a knockout but i'm going to go knockout probably late round two round three give me round two knockout charles jordan fucking take it to the bank dude alex where you at on this one i'm riding you i am taking that to the bank with you i'm gonna be in line with you and trying to make a deposit trying to make a withdrawal whatever charles jordan by knockout is definitely the play Round two sounds like money to me. I won't be shocked if it happens in round one or three, but I feel like that finish is coming as well. Sean Woodson's going to gas out. He's not going to be able to handle that pressure. But I will give you this. Sean Woodson should do well round one. He should be able to, you know, use that jab. He's got the cardio. But the second he starts slowing down, Charles Jordan's going to be all up on him. And I don't even mind a live bet here. If you want to wait, try to get uh, Jordan at plus money after round one take that but, but he will definitely be a parlay piece for me i love him this week it, this feels like his coming out party in my opinion and i think this is a great matchup for him yeah yeah man i think i will go one step further before jared jumps in here i think that he gets knocked out and then he moves up a weight class uh, because this weight cut's got to be tough for him man 145 at 62 that's got to be so much harder than being 6'3 and going to 155. So, um, or 146, I guess, without championship weight. But, Jared, tell me why uh, why Alex and I are crazy picking Charles Jordan. I'm going to tell you the reason you guys are right. I think this comes <laughs> down to just simply who's the tougher guy. I think Jordan's just going to out-tough him. I mean, that Saldana fight is so telling of just how Woodson is under just the pressure of a guy that's going to put a pace on you. And, you know, for a guy, he does have good teeth kicks and good front kicks, but his legs get chopped up if you start kicking at him. And Jordan tends to throw a lot of kicks. Uh, I just think he's going to be meaner, tougher, and just wear on him. I think he's going to put a pace on him that he's not going to be able to deal with. So I'm going to side with Jordan. I think he finds a finish. I think Woodson is going to be good early. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jordan even maybe drop a close first round. But I I think Jordan's going to wear on him. He's going to put that pressure that he won't deal with. So we're going to go Jordan round three knockout. 
And isn't I mean, am I crazy for thinking that this line is wild? I mean, here on Tapology, it's saying minus one eighty five for Jordan, plus one fifty for Woodson. On FanDuel right now, Charles Jordan is only minus one. Uh, sorry, minus two ten, minus two ten for Charles Jordan, plus one sixty two for Sean Woodson. That doesn't seem like it's. I mean, it should be, in my opinion, like three hundred. And now I wouldn't feel comfortable betting on on Jordan like a 320 350 but dude like this this seems like it's it's almost not free money of course we don't want to jinx it but it seems wild to me that this is uh that this is such a closely lined fight jordan the hometown guy i mean woodson coming off of kind of a boring performance a decision over a fucking loser dude i mean who did bazooka get knocked out by that everyone's like oh this dude never finishes anyone last fight who was it? Watch, I'll pull it up right here. Jamal Emers, dude. And Jamal Emers is a great fighter, but everyone was talking shit. There's no way that Jamal Emers gets a knockout. And when I heard that, I put Jamal Emers in my fantasy lineup, and I was very close to getting the optimal lineup. I actually made some money that night on that. But, yeah, dude, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't see Sean Woodson being being a fucking threat at all here. So, there we go. Um. Jared, you can take this one, man. Brad Katona versus Garrett Armfield. This fight, fight is going to be a fucking banger, dude. I think it, Armfield, he's a little slept on because both these guys are tough. And they both like to bang. I mean, they're both very similar styles on the feet where they don't mind taking one to land one. Armfield likes a counter strike, kind of land punches at the same time his opponent's throwing. Um, It's going to be, dude, it's going to be a, battle on the feet i do think katona mixes it up a little bit better and i just think katona's he's a tough motherfucker dude he's got great cardio he's got a great chin i have to side with him here but i think this is going to be a slug fest that somehow goes the distance but i'm going to side with katona by decision and this one's going to be a fucking banger might even be a split hmm yeah, man, it's hard not to side with Katona after how he's looked uh, over the last little while. It's just kind of a boring dude in, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion. But uh, you're going Katona decision, Jared. Alex, where are you on this one? Uh, I feel like Katona... Uh, I feel like Armfield can can piece him up on the feet. I feel like the more time this is standing, the more Armfield's going to run away with it. If Brad does not wrestle in this fight, I do not see a path to victory for him. I really don't. I just don't see it happening. If anything, I see him getting clipped and put out. But um, any close decision, I'm going to wish that I never bet it because, you know, I, I think the hometown cooking's going to be going to be very relevant this week. So I, I've gone to my head. I'm not going to be betting on this fight again, just a disclaimer. But Garrett Armfield knockout round two is what my gut's telling me and that's what i'm gonna go with especially since he's fighting a guy same size as him but if brad's smart he'll come in and wrestle and if he comes in and wrestles he should he should be all right yeah what's the takedown defense of garrett armfield let's just check this out real quick because that's going to um kind of persuade me here last minute i was leaning katona but the takedown defense is 75% for Garrett Armfield over how many fights? Jesus, what's going on here? Sorry about that. Uh, two fights. Two fights. Okay. 
So we've got a 75% takedown defense. Who knows how many takedowns were attempted? I'm not looking into it that deep, but just basic numbers here. Brad, One of those guys was a road to UFC guy who is not very good. Okay. Takedown accuracy for Katona is 20% over about five fights here. So we got to, we got to assume that Katona's probably got the better takedown accuracy. I don't know, man. Um, SBG Ireland versus Killcliffe. I got I got a side here with, uh, with the American when it's this close, I'll go Garrett Armfield. Um, He's got way more knockouts, dude. Katono's only got one knockout. He's never been knocked out. Is it possible that he gets knocked out? He's 32 years old. You know what I mean? And kind of a, a smaller weight class here. One of the smallest when it comes to men. This dude's um, tough as shit, dude. I don't know. I if know, he gets, man. I mean... I've bet against him just about every time. I think I bet on him against Cody Gibson. Bet against him on the uh, Hamzat Gamagamotiv, whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, dude, it's... Uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Armfield. I think uh I think he gets I think he might I, I think he might get a TKO here. Round two. Um I know that that's kind of a shot in the dark, but I don't know, man. I haven't I haven't done too much uh research on a couple of these fights here. So we'll see what happens. And next up, this is you, Alex. Arnold Allen versus Monster. in on this bet. I mean, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to see where you're at because I actually do have an opinion on this one. So I love this fight. Give me Arnold Allen at plus money, baby. Okay. Give me that money. He's going to stuff all them takedowns. He's going to jab this little Russian's face off, and he's going to expose him. He's going to give him his first loss. All right? Now, I'm just got to say, you know, Arnold Allen hasn't been taken down in five years. Five years. Given that he hasn't had, you know, a wrestling guy, to, the, you know, a base, a wrestling guy, uh, a fighter with a wrestling base. But that's a great streak. I, he probably will get taken down in this fight, but I, I don't think he's going to get held down or sit on his back. I think he's the much stronger guy. I think he cuts a little bit more weight than most are. And I, I think he's just coming after a five-round war with Holloway. Even though he lost, I feel like he's still got that hunger. I still feel like he's got it because that was a close fight with Holloway. I was sweating. I dropped the balance on Holloway in that fight. But this is a, a tailor-made matchup for him. He's stronger. He's got the reach. He's bigger. Give me Ani Allen on the money line. I thought this should be even odds just based on the line right there. I'm all, all and I will definitely be betting. Um, according to Tapology, Mavsar has the reach, but he doesn't use it, right? He does not use the reach. He's kind of a he's kind of an awkward striker. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate. I, or not. We I could be wrong, but I just feel like he's the longer fighter here. I think he utilizes his length a lot better, right? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna outbox the Russian, as you say, right? I mean, like it, it, I think that's a no brainer. This to me seems like a well rounded fighter. Versus a grappler is what it seems like to me. But Jerry, yeah, he's technically one of the hometown guys training out of TriStar. Technically, yeah. Who's getting the hometown cooking in a close decision? It ain't going to be the Russian. Yeah, they hate Russians there. Even the people that have nothing to do with the war going on in Ukraine, they just hate Russians. Even though they say they're not racist over there. But, you know, that sounds like racism to me. Jared, where are you at on this one, man? All right. I think uh, Evilev's catching a lot of hate. 
because of his last fight. I think it's kind of a theme going into this that he got exposed in his last fight. And, you know, Diego Lopes, I mean, I think it kind of says more about how good Diego Lopes is as opposed to have evil of being bad. For sure. Uh, and yeah, I definitely disagree with a well-rounded guy versus a wrestler. I, I think Evil is more than a wrestler. I, I think he can hang on the feet. He's he's not bad, dude. He's seventeen and zero for a reason. I'm. I know a sure. lot of those are, you know, I have ten of those are prior to the UFC, not so good. But the guy's good. He knows how to win fights. I mean, he's catching hate over winning a fight. Arnold Allen's definitely got the edge on the feet here. But he's going to get taken down. And when it gets into the, I mean, maybe he'll get back up in the first round, but Mozart's striking is good enough that it opens up the wrestling really well. Um, I think he's going to win a decision here against Allen. I'd, I'd like to go with Allen, but this is an opportunity for Ivalov to break into the top five. And undefeated in the Russian in the top five definitely makes things interesting. Gatekeep, I got to side with him here. Close that gate, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. Alan's good, though, but he's it's gonna it's a floor is lava situation. We see it all the time, and it's, you know, maybe Alan just fucking beats his ass on the feet and stuffs every takedown. That's a very real possibility, but it's hard not to side with Evilev here. So as a pick, I would say Evilev wins a decision just kind of shutting down the offense of Allen when, you know, Allen has big moments, but he gets taken down. I can, that's going to be the pick. He wins a decision like that from a betting standpoint though. I, if I want, if I have money on this fight, I want it on the dog side and give me Allen at dog odds. It's kind of hard to pass that up. Okay. So what, what, I mean, what, what side are you betting? No, what's um, I don't know if I'm betting this fight. I, I do like that the fight goes the distance. So if I do have a bet, I'm going to look at that line. But as far as a pick, I'll just say evil of decision. But I'm going to look at what the line is on the over or the fight to go the distance for a bet. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, you say that the floor is lava for uh, for for Allen. I think also the defense is lava for Arnold right, Allen. Right. I mean, like, dude, this guy cannot get put against the fence because that's where Evloev does his greatest work is against the fence. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the side of Arnold Allen here, but I'm not confident. And, you know, if I, if I'm forced to, you know, go high, medium, low, I'm medium on this one, dude. I, I, I think that this is a very tough fight for Arnold Allen, but Arnold Allen has fought the better guys. I think he's more talented, but Evloev is a specimen, man. He's good at what he does. Uh, he knows what he has to do. He's going to stick to a game plan like these Russians tend to do. Uh, Arnold Allen might be the one that gets a little more wild in there, but uh, I think that he is the better fighter. Um, give me Arnold Allen. Give me decision. I don't think he's knocking out Evloev, although I do think it's possible. Um, it's crazy. Is it, it, is it Allen's birthday on the fight? Is it 11 months, four weeks? Four weeks, one day. Four weeks is a month. My math is correct here. Yeah. Uh, so wouldn't it say 12 months, one day? Let's see. Let's see Arnold Allen. Two days birthday. away from his birthday. He's born on the 22nd. Yeah, January 22nd. 
the birthday boy gonna get a birthday win on. I knew that'd get Alex get fired up. Yeah, same birthday as my sister, dude. Yeah, no, I gotta I gotta pick this guy, man. Up the balance. Um, yeah, I'm not dropping the balance, but I think that it is a I think it already was an intriguing fight, and then there's some shit going on here. I think Arnold Allen's the better fighter, dude, like just hands down. Um, Mavsar, great fighter. Um, Diego Lopez, that, that that um, you know, I don't think it should have been. I mean, I guess it should have been a, a unanimous decision, but it just didn't look like he was the minus 1,000 favorite that he was in the books. But Diego Lopez is fucking good, dude. Like, he's going to be a top five guy. Uh, and, and that's he potentially... my point. I, th- I think it says more about how good diego lopez really is is it lopez or lopes am i crazy i think it's lopes i don't know i didn't want to i didn't want to like be that guy to be like i say like lopes try to correct you (laughs) i know i don't know what it is dude because i know that the brazilians go lopes i've Um, heard i've heard lopes and i think i just fucking went with that okay we'll go lopes that makes sense uh because it is an s but uh he does train out of mexico where it would be lopez so i don't know but uh, yeah, man, interesting fight. I'm on Allen. Um, I've got him. If he doesn't get a knockout, like in round two or three, I, I I really do think it's a decision. But I'd love to see Evlov get finished. You know what I mean? Just to just to fucking end this seventeen and zero bullshit. A lot of these Russian fighters, man, the records are so padded. Yeah, dude, it's, it's hard. Like... It's hard not to root for Allen here. I mean, right, right. But I am gonna go decision just because. Um, but again, dude, and, and then we'll move on. If it goes to decision, if it's close, the UFC wants their their zero loss fighters to like stay undefeated. So, you know, it's interesting if it's a close fight. I think that Momstar actually gets the nod here, even though he's a Russian in, you know, what you guys are saying is like Arnold Allen's home country. Obviously, we know it's not, but it's close enough. Um I don't know, man. It's going to be a really interesting way. I think Arnold Allen has to put a stamp on it. He's got to win by like, you know, 30, 26, and they'll give him a 29, 28, basically. But uh, give me Allen decision. Um, This is me again. Chris Curtis versus Mark Andre. Interesting fight here, dude. This is a wild fight because Chris Curtis, action man, even though they call him the action man, he is the counter puncher is what they should call him. He's not really an action guy. He's kind of like a you know, wait for, wait for you to come at me. He's like a, a, you know, great value version of Sean Strickland. He's not as talented as Sean Strickland. He's not as fit as Sean Strickland, not as accurate. He's just everything that Sean Strickland is, but like three levels lower, right? If Sean Strickland's nines on everything, this dude's a six on everything. Um, cardio included. I don't know, man, Mark Andre, he's going to be bringing the pressure. He's going to be, be pushing the pace. He's the bigger guy by quite a bit. Chris Curtis, I think he's the more talented dude, man, but I don't think he lets that animal go. And I think uh, Mark andre Burial gets this done probably by decision again. I think this might be a kind of a boring decision-heavy card, but I think Mark andre gets this done by decision because it's going to be close. He's going to be pushing Chris Curtis back more often than not, and he's going to get the decision or the late finish. But give me a decision for Mark andre uh, Alex, where are you at? Big fade. Big fade, confident on Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis has the knockout power. Chris Curtis has the better strength of schedule. He's going to knock Mark Andre Barriot the fuck out. He's knocking him out. He's going to expose that chin once again. And this is one of my most confident picks on the card. I love the camp. 
I'm all over Chris Curtis here. That line has spiked. I'm very upset that I didn't get it in early. He's at minus 200 now. And, you know, it's just like Malcolm Malcolm X all over again. And there's a lot of spots mm-hmm. that if you didn't get it in early, you're going to be paying a higher juice line. But I am all over Chris Curtis here. All over it. This man's going to knock him out. This is this, – this, Mark has to wrestle here, in my opinion. He's not a wrestler. He's going to come out here thinking he can strike with Chris Curtis, and he's going to fall into a left hook, and he's going to go to bed. And you know what? They'll probably throw in Chris Tognoni and get an easy stoppage for Chris Curtis, too. But this is definitely one of the Canadians on the card that I am staying far away from and definitely will have a bet on Chris Curtis this week. Confident. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like the confidence there. But, uh, Jared, where are you at? Um, I'm with Alex. I'm on Chris Curtis here. Um, I think he finds a knockout. I think uh, the power bar is the guy. He's the kind of guy that he's a 50-50 fighter. And if you look at his UFC fights, when he gets matched up with a guy that it looks like a really winnable fight for him, he wins the fights he's supposed to win. But every time he's had that step up in competition, he's lost. This is a step up in competition again against Chris Curtis. Um, I know we've seen Chris Curtis behind on the scorecards and then come back and get a big knockout, but I I don't think he's going to be gun shy here because power bar is the kind of guy that he's just, he just walks towards you and bangs. Like that's just how he fights. And, you know, he lands heavy shots, but his striking and, but he gets sloppy. The cardio is bad and his striking defense is really bad. I think if Chris Curtis lands clean on him, he's going to put him out. For so sure. I agree. If Chris Curtis comes out and sets a pace instead of being the slow starter, he usually is. It's you're going to know right away how this fight's going to go because um, Mark's the kind of guy that walks forward. And so is Chris Curtis. If Chris, Cur- whoever ends up on the back foot first, you know, it's who's going to be imposing their will. And, I just think Barry's going to feel something he doesn't like and Curtis gets him out of there probably in the second round. I think once he's tired and he gets sloppy, if he makes it out of the first round, I, I I'm, I'm telling you this fight can end at any minute because oh, yeah. Curt- Curtis hits fucking hard. Um, and, but it's a good matchup. It's two really good camps too. extreme Couture versus kill cliff. Yeah. I, I just, I like the matchup though, man. I think this is Curtis's fight to win, and I think it's going to get Strickland fired up for his fight when he sees Curtis knock this dude out. Yeah, I'm very excited for this fight. Um, the reason that I pick Mark Andre is is like I said because of Chris Curtis's. You know, you know, you, you said it yourself, Jared. He's a little bit of a slow starter. He likes to counter punch. He's the older guy by three years, which I didn't know, and he's the shorter guy. Um, so he's got everything on paper going against him. Now that's paper. That's not the real fight. Obviously we know that, but just, you know, the hometown, it seems like everything is going in Mark Andre's favor here. I might, uh, I'm either going to look like a genius or I'm going to look stupid at, at, at the end of this. Right. And that's kind of usually how these kinds of things go, but I just, I don't know, man. Uh, after, after Chris Curtis's last couple fights, I, uh, I bet on him both times was very disappointed yeah, he was fighting Kelvin Gastelum, who realistically, Kelvin Gastelum's not that good anymore, man. I'm sorry. He's not that good anymore. He used to be great. The dude is, uh, I mean, he's a fucking stoner, man. There's nothing against, like, I, I have nothing against being a stoner. 
It's probably more healthy than being an alcoholic. But you can't be a stoner and be a high-level athlete. Ask Nate Diaz. This dude is a fucking, like, physical specimen, but the guy cannot fucking fight anymore. You know what I mean? At a certain yeah. point, like, you lose it. So... I don't know, man. Um, I, I can't take uh, I can't take Curtis anymore until he wins. If he wins this, yeah, I'll be on next fight, and that's probably when he'll fucking lose. But yeah, I'm sticking with my Mark Andre uh, decision pick here. It's a tough fight, though, man. It's one of the fights that I'm more excited about. Um, another fight that I'm actually really excited about, and I will let um, Alex you start with this, and um, then I'm gonna step away just for a second. Jared, you can go right after he's done. Uh, Neil Magny tried and true veteran might be losing a little bit of steam fighting um you know like the new uh george st pierre if you want to believe what espn and the ufc are telling us i do not see it in mike Mallott. i do not see it with mike Mallott at all but he's the next big thing coming out of canada um what do you guys think alex go ahead and then when he's done jared start and i will be right back we've already talked about this jared we both agreed on the over one and a half at even money Definitely going to be a bet of mine. I like some time to pass in this fight. But Mike does come out hard. And I do have a secondary bet because Neil has won 17 out of his 20 decisions. Even though a couple of them were definitely a robbery. You know, I can think of uh, you know a few that we got a gift there. But uh, I'll be taking Neil Magny by decision only. I'll be taking that over one and a half. But damn... It's all because that line is juiced. That line is juiced. It's minus 400 right now. I know you see him one minus 280. Minus 280, he would have been a nice parlay piece, but at minus 400, that's a big stay away. And uh, I know that Mike Milan has all the finishing capability here, and I want my money back if it goes to a decision. So I'm going to go Neil Magny decision only. So if he gets knocked the heck out, I get all my money back. What are you thinking here, Jared? You with me? Dude, <clears throat> well, that's a really good way to play this. I mean – you're t- you know, you're getting the risk, you know, of the, you know, you're getting the payout of the dog, but it's not that much of a risk. Um, This fight sucks for me because who doesn't love Neil Magny? Who doesn't want to see him, you know, win? But when it comes down to it, we're looking at a guy that's past his prime against a guy who's on the come up. Even though the guy on the come up isn't that great, the, I mean, the, if you try to compare the strength of schedule, it isn't even close. You're looking at three UFC fights versus 30 UFC fights. Of course, Magny's got a way better resume, but it sucks because his time is definitely past him. Um, It's just towards the end of the career, but he's a guy that knows how to last. Like he knows how to make these fights somewhat close or at least make them last. I mean, what would you say, Alex? He had twenty fights in the UFC go the distance. In his career, he has twenty fights in his career that went to distance. He won seventeen of them. Well, so of his ten, he has ten losses in the UFC. This is what the part that scares me because I love the over one and a half. I love that line at minus one twenty five. I think that's great. The thing that scares me is Neil Magny has ten losses in the UFC. Five of them are by submission. Obviously, he's set up here with the guy that specializes in that. But I I think I'm going to have enough faith in Neil Magny to at least take the over one and a half is my bet here. 
A double I mean, meth that doesn't even look too bad either. Neil decision or Malat sub, not a bad leg. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna take the over one and a half and sweat that seven and a half minutes that Squidward doesn't get submitted. Squidward, I like it. Um, yeah, man, look at this guy's schedule. I mean, his best win is a Trevin Giles grappling match. You know what I mean? Like that's got. Oh yeah, no, his one. his three UFC fights. I mean, Mickey Gall, fucking Yohan, and Adam Fugia. Come on, it's garbage. But here's the thing: he, we can't discredit him for that. He's three fights in the UFC. Who do you want him to fight? And he's doing sure. what he's supposed to do with these guys. He's finishing them. So I don't want to take away from him there because he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he is finishing these guys. Uh, well, yeah, he is. Okay. You're right, yeah. Ah, uh, man. What would you give, uh, Alex? I stepped away, as I mentioned. Neil Magny decision. Dude, that's where I'm leaning, man. Like, it's so hard when I've, I've picked against this guy. And I hate Neil Magny when he fucking, when I bet against him. And I love Neil Magny when I bet on him. You know what I mean? Because it never makes sense what this dude is doing. The Haitian sensation. Um, you know, when, when he fought, uh, the cuck, I forget his name. What's his name? Ian Gary. When he fought him, Machado Gary. Oh, that's right. Machado. Sorry. I I can't forget to give him his, uh, hyphenate that shit. Yeah. His ex-wife's, uh, boyfriend's whatever. I don't know. That's a weird tangled web that they weave over there. But yeah, man, you know, when he, when he fought him, I thought that he did fine you know what i mean we knew he was gonna lose it was a dominant loss on on neil magny but um what what do you think would happen if if mike malott fought neil magny um i'm sorry if mike malott fought um uh machado you know what i mean like it'd just be i think it'd be a more of a bloodbath that's the matchup we should be getting here to be honest yeah it'd be a lot more entertaining than this um but neil magny's here for a reason is he here to collect checks now I don't know. He looked really good against D-Rod when he fought D-Rod. Who did he fight after that? Uh, Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe looked like shit, to be honest. Gilbert Burns. Um, yeah, Jared brings up a good point about the submissions, man. It, it it really is Neil Magny by decision or Mike Malott by finish at some point. Um, I don't know if the dude gets knocked out, but it would probably be by a submission. You're on to something there, Alex, with the uh, double method, Neil Magny by, by decision, Mike Malott by sub. I was so torn on this, dude. It's such a hard one to pick, but I, I think I'm going to go with Neil Magny by decision as well. Um, I think that he does enough to just back this guy up. I don't know, man. It's a it's a nasty fight to pick, though. And if you want sure. a safer bet for it, it's going to be worse odds than what his money line is, but decision only isn't a bad take. You probably should get plus money on it still, but if he gets knocked out or subbed, you get your whole bet back, and that's a great way to start hitting these bets is start you know, putting some bets that can push and not lose. Also not win, but you know, a push will, won't lose your parlay. It won't hurt your round robin. It'll still you know, pay out, and that's a way to start on these fights where you, you're forcing some action. That might be a way and a scenario to take. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Like, uh, you know, if you even if you're just taking this like singular, like by itself, 
you throw $50 down on the money line versus a decision where it could potentially push. Cause we know that Magny is going to win this by decision. Probably. I mean, that that's realistic. I mean, yeah, he gets submissions every now and then. And, and I mean, I don't think he's going to knock out Malop. Imagine that shit though, dude. Like we, we go all heavy on the, on the finish on the uh, decision only. And he knocks this dude out. I just don't think. Malop, well, no, I'm saying if we go Magny, by not by by decision only, and then he knocks out Malat. Still a push. You'll be sick to your stomach. No, that wouldn't be a push. Yeah, it would be a push. The only way if you lose that is if Mike Malat wins a decision. Yep. If Magni, if we have Magni by decision, decision only. Yeah, if you have Magni by decision only, and he knocks out Malat. No, no, no. He's saying there's a. He's not saying like just decision he's saying there's a bet called decision only so you're betting on like neil magny to win a decision but if neil magny wins by ko or submission you just get a push and you get your money back and if mike Malott finishes him you get your money back and the only way that you're losing that is if Malott were to win a decision okay so if you basically so it'll chop the odds down but if you see a big underdog that you're like, this guy's either getting finished or he's winning a decision here, it's not a bad idea to play it safer and take that bet of decision only. But the odds are going to be garbage. Like, I would cap it at about one plus 150. Oh, yeah. so in that circumstance, if Mike Malat won a decision, then I would lose my bet. Yes. Right, but if Mike Got Malott it. wins a submission, you get your money back. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you for dumbing it down for fucking moron like myself. Yeah, dude, that's the way to go. If you're trying to bet on Magni, I think that the way that he does it is decision. I don't think Malat's that guy, man. I really don't, but we'll see. Um, I have a hard time seeing what do you, masculinity what do you think about the, um What do you think about the over one and a half in that fight? It's at minus 125. That was a great parlay piece. Minus 125 for over seven minutes? Seven and a half minutes, seven yeah. Seven and a half minutes? I, I'm... I'm that's the bet for me. And that absolutely I feel like it's way better than any other pig. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. Cause yeah, Magni's not going to get put out right away and he's not going to do any damage. Hopefully to not. Lot, so yeah, you're on to something there too. Minus 120. Yeah. Minus 125. Yeah. Minus 125. Shit. Let's go. Yeah. That's another solid one. Um, Who did that last one? Alex, you started right. Jared, you get to, uh, you get to start the highlight. I mean, this is the people's main event right here. Raquel Pennington. Oh, yeah. Who the hell is she versus Myra Buenasilva? And no disrespect to Raquel Pennington, but who gives a fuck? This girl's fighting for a title 15 and 8. Oh, yeah, she's good. She's been in there with some beasts, as as beastly as women can get. But um, call me crazy. Again, you guys know I love my Latinas. I know she's a lesbian. Myra Buena Silva and her girlfriend are hot as fuck, dude. Together? I mean, imagine being the meat in that sandwich there. It'd be a good time. Myra's um, the meat. Hey, she, her and her girlfriend together look hot. I'll tell you that. I watched the Embedded. Uh, I watched the uh, Countdown. They look pretty hot together. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, Jared, this is you, man. What do you think? Rocky or Shatara? Shit, that sounds like a fucking disease. <laughs> yeah. Uh what do you got here? So wait, you like Myra and her girl. What have no love for uh Raquel and Tisha Torres? No, 
No, again, you know, I lean towards the Latinas. That's my thing. Sorry. No, I mean, Raquel's like straight dyke. Yeah. I mean, these girls, they, they, they're they out there, they're wearing their sunglasses. They have their Brazilian bodies. They look hot. You know what I mean? Their long hair. She doesn't have the square jawline that Raquel does. I mean, Raquel might be a guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, this isn't a flattering picture. Don't get me wrong. But what, what, For let's get to the breakdown. Them, yeah. All right. So a little off topic there. All right. Raquel Pennington, the decision machine. She's, you know, if you look at strength of schedule, of course, she's fought the better girls, but she's, you know, she has good experience, but is it really good experience? Cause she's an experienced loser. She's not, you know, these big names that she's losing to, she's not looking good. And um, when, you know, I don't know. When I look at her, when I look at Myra, I, she's going to, she's definitely going to go for takedowns. She's going to throw everything into every punch. Hopefully she doesn't because it's a five round fight, right. but she tends to throw everything into every punch. If she sees an open, like she's an opportunist. If she sees an opportunity to snatch a neck or snatch something, she's going to go for it. She's going to try to get her on the cage and go for takedowns. With Raquel Pennington, every girl that's ever tried to take her down, with the exception of Holly Holm and McLovin, every girl that's ever tried to take her down has taken her down. So if I just I think this is Myra all day. And my you know, she's tough. She's a, got great submissions. And um, you know, one thing I actually like about Myra is like you know, after fights, like even decision wins, when she gets her hand raised, dude, she's like screaming her fucking head off, like hysterically crying. And I know it's like funny and shit, but it it really does show how passionate she is. And, you know, this is fucking everything for her and she's getting the chance to fight for that. So I don't think she's going to let this opportunity slip. I, I think she's going to pro- hopefully find a finish, but you know, we could have a rocky situation where it start get, starts to get sweaty in round five because if Myra doesn't sub her early and this fight gets to round five, you got to imagine Pennington might be the fresher fighter. So I'm gonna, but not going to think about that. I'm taking Myra on the money line. And if I have to give a method, I'm going to say a sweaty decision. I'm going to say she fucks her up early and she starts fucking getting tired, but still pulls off the win. Yeah, I think but even you, if they get to round you know, three. No, fuck that, fuck that. I'm switching it. She's going to fucking choke her out in the second round. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, even if they get to round, like late round two, round three, Pennington is going to be the fresher fighter. Um, Buena Silva, I think that she's got some mental shit going on. You know, she takes um, ADHD medication. Nothing wrong with that, dude. Like, I think everybody has, like, a certain amount of ADD within them. Uh, You know, people tell me all the time that they feel like I'm autistic on the spectrum. I don't know if it's true or not. You know what I mean? Like, I I haven't uh, been diagnosed, but people tell me all the time uh, that know me. So, I think I, I think that the reason I bring that up is that Myra has something going on upstairs. Uh, it kind of takes one to know one. I can kind of see that in people when they're a little off upstairs. And I think Raquel, she's very solid. 
she's got the better cardio. She's got everything going on for her as far as the competition, all this shit. She's only three years older. It's 32 versus 35. This isn't crazy. This is a bigger weight class. So this is essentially like we're talking 205s for men, right? It's not like, you know, we're we're fighting at 115 here and 35 is ancient, like it would be at 125 for men. Just to me, there's something that stands out with Silva. Um, like you said, she's very passionate. She seems like she's dialed in despite the ADHD. Is she going to be able to be on her medication for this? You know what I mean? Like, that's a big problem for me. That's free amphetamines right there. That's an advantage. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Is she able to take those pills? They never really kind of talked about that. Um, I would assume so. But why did she get popped for it last time? Um, this is It's listed here as a draw against Holly Holm. That was a, a no contest. So I don't know what that is. Well, no, they that over that was overturned into a no contest because she got popped. Yeah, but it was never a draw in the first place, right? It shows a draw. No, no, no. She, she fucking choked her out. In like yeah, I know she choked her. I'm just I'm saying like just right here it shows as a draw. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? D for draw. It doesn't show like no contest. Obviously, when you click on it, it shows. But um, yeah, man, my thing is like you know. The big question here is, is MBS going to be able to take the uh, the medication that was clearly able to make her win throughout her entire career? If not, no. I mean, it, it's it's rocky all day, even though I don't want that. But I think what the end goal for the UFC is, is to have Juliana Pena be the, the Bantamweight champion. And she's going to fight whoever wins out of these two. And she's got a much better chance of beating Raquel Pennington, in my opinion. So I got to go with Raquel Pennington here. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel like she's going to fucking, you know, I don't think she's going to be deserving of the win. But I think that she gets a boring decision or a late finish over the gassed out uh, MBS. So uh, if you're going to put a gun to my head, give me your round five knockout just because she's just going to be, be beating her up on the ground. You're taking the Rocky knockout. Yeah, dude. Round Round five, the Rocky. It, there's been a theme of that, so let's go. Just late, just a sloppy. The the I wouldn't even be surprised if the towel got thrown in for for MBS uh, with her girlfriend in the corner there. It's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna get nasty if it gets to rounds four and five. Alex, where you crazy? Hey, maybe I am, dude. To be honest, Alex, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm all over Myra Buena Silva here, but I am very scared to go to a decision against the champ. You know what I mean? You got to beat them clear as day. So, you know, I advise anyone, if you like Raquel, take her by decision only. So if she does get sub, knocked out, I see Myra having all the finishability here. She's just got the pressure. She's got that dog in her. And, you know, Raquel's kind of got that Neil Magny flow. And with that being said, I my bet's going to be Myra Buena Silva by finish only. So if it goes to the decision, it's an automatic push. And the only way he loses is if Raquel does get a finish. And I know that's going to be absolutely juiced. It's probably going to be like minus 300, minus 350. So you're going to have to find another leg for it. But with that being said, it's going to be much safer because you get to cut out the number one path to victory that Raquel has, in my opinion. So I, I guess gun to my head, Myra Silva by submission. I'll go round three. I think she does have that gas tank in her, and I think she can piece up Rocky 
And I believe Raquel got that quit in her. We've seen in the past, she gets beat up a little bit, and then she just gets that, like, sad face. Kind of like that Ricky Simone face that he had in round three against Mario Bautista. He just didn't look like he wanted to be in there. He kind of looked very scared, and he looked like he wanted to quit. I feel like you're teeing me up for this, like the other Rocky had in round five against Usman. He didn't look like he wanted to be in there either, and he fucking kicked his head off. Uh, you're, you're right, but th- now, now we have a to championship punt fight. something. This is a championship fight. We have to punt something. on. No, but it a, says Rocky's Raquel the champion. Five. She already has the belt. We'll see. We'll see, man. I think it's interesting. But so you're going Silva sub round three. Dude, you guys are right, man. I think that, that the, the logical way to look about this, I mean, even when, when uh, Silva was fighting Holly Holm, it looked like she was losing and then she just caught home in a in a ninja choke right my point is she looked like she was losing now pennington did lose to holly home and a loss to holly home as good as she is man like it's not it's not a good look so you guys i think are right but for the sake of this i think that it makes sense to get a late finisher decision for rocky pennington we'll see what happens all right but main event of the evening this is the true i mean this is the 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 four Africa fight right here, dude. These guys, Deshaun Strickland. Um, I'm surprised that he still does the Tarzan nickname. That's as much as he is like anti-gay. I think that's just tapology, dude. I dude. He, and Bruce Buffer it, doesn't announce it, or at least the last times he's been announced, he they've just said Sean Strickland. Yeah, I think that he's like, no, I don't want to have a nickname, but like he's got to get on there because you can. I mean, these fighters can manage their pages. Mm-hmm. And you would think like he'd be like, oh, dude, take that shit off because that's that's a gay nickname. You know what I mean? Still knocks. That's a solid nickname. I don't know what it means. It sounds cool, though. But Drykus Duplessis, the, the hometown African fighter, we don't want to get into the muddy waters of like, you know, the whites colonized South Africa and, you know, apartheid and all that stuff. We'll just say he's the African fighter versus Deshaun Strickland. This is such an interesting fight, man, because what do they say if you're a technical boxer? You want to brawl a boxer, right? If you're a brawler and you're fighting a brawler, you want to technically box a brawler. These dudes are opposite ends of the spectrum. DDP is obviously the brawler. Wild brawling style. Sean Strickland, I should say Deshaun Strickland, is a very technical boxer. Does the Philly show with the four-ounce gloves. Hardly throws kicks. Hardly does anything. He's supposedly got some you know, decent wrestling doesn't use it. He just likes to spar. He's got the 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 gas tank where he could probably spar 100 rounds back to back. I feel like this guy has that cardio. He doesn't drink alcohol. That always makes your cardio just like another level above. Uh I've seen videos of DDP drinking alcohol, right? Not that he's I mean the the dude's physique is insane. If you look at these guys, you so DDP's been in the UFC, I think, for six or seven fights. He's already been tested 50 times. He's got his USADA clean 50 test jacket just today. Yeah, because I saw that it. earlier. Dude, he looks like he's on steroids, right? So phenomenal shape, but is it creatine? Is it water muscle? Is it is it bullshit muscle, right? That's going to make him gas more, having physique like that. Sean Strickland's built more like Nate Diaz, kind of flabby looking, not like the most ripped guy. He's not going to get that lactic buildup in his muscles. So I think, dude, Sean Strickland is, um, if this goes long, 
it's Sean Strickland's fight. Big time. But there's something that is like making this really hard for me to pick either way. But I will say, I think if, if you're telling me, hey, make a make a pick on this, and then we'll discuss a little more after you guys make your picks. I think Sean Strickland is going to surprise DDP with the wrestling. I don't think that that uh, that DDP is going to get Strickland in the positions that he got. Like, let's say, um, who's the freaking dude that hangs out with with Hamza? Darren Till. Darren right? Till, yeah. Getting Darren Till in that position, like how he did, how he just had him against the fence, holding him, just beating the shit out of his face for what seemed like 15 minutes. It's obviously only like two minutes. But, I mean, just wreck this dude. Sean Strickland's not going to get in that position. The only way that he's been proven to lose is by like a, a crazy, you know, flash knockout, like how, how Perea knocked him out. I don't think that he lost to Cannoneer. And I think that if it comes down to a close fight like that, obviously Strickland wins this fight, but I got to take Strickland. I think that he potentially finishes Duplessis who will gas in round four or five. But give me another round five knockout for Strickland. I think that he gets this done late. I, I don't think that Strickland can, or I'm sorry, I don't think that Duplessis can go a hard 25 minutes like like Deshaun Strickland can. So give me a, a round five knockout for Strickland. Alex, where are you at on this? I'm going the other way. I'm going DDP, baby. And I like him. I'm not super confident. I've been back and forth all over this fight. Just like you, Ryan, you know, this was a tough pick for me. And yeah. the bookies agree by giving the, the line opening. I just, gun to my head, I got to go with Drickus. I like that volume. Throws more volume. I think I think you have it the other way around. I think if anyone's going to be getting a takedown and mixing it up here, it's going to be DDP. And I think no, that's he what has I said. more ways to win here. Did I say oh, I thought, You said Sean Strickland. Okay. So I think DDP is going to get some takedowns. He'll get him on the rounds where he needs to take off to get some cardio back. I think he does have underrated cardio. We've all seen him with his mouth open back in the day, you know, in his earlier fights. But that was all because he had a busted nose. And he's gotten that taken care of. So I'm going to go with the cardio's fixed. I'm going to go with uh, he wins three out of the five rounds. And he's going to win maybe a close, unanimous even a split decision against Sean Strickland because we've seen Sean go to close decisions. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, not a close decision, but it makes reminds me of like Jack Hermanson. He demolishes him for five rounds and it goes to a split, you know? So anything close like that, all these toss-up rounds could go the other way. And, you know, I feel like the hometown cooking is going to go on the DDP side. They like to build those new markets and he's in a brand new market, the oh, yeah. South African market. I am all over that. I, I'm going to have a little small bet on DDP. He might even put it as decision only. I think he has a little bit more finishing. Uh, I, I think he can win any way he wants, to be honest. Sub, KO, decision. I just think Sean only has two methods of victory, you know? Getting a, a knockout via volume on the fence, you know? or Death by a thousand cuts. Decision. Yeah, exactly. Or a decision. You know, I don't think the sub is even in the realm of possibility for Strickland. Watch it happen now. But, no, no, sure. you know, I'm going to go with DDP with the more paths of victory at dog odds. Not super confident, not dropping the balance, but I'll have a small, small little punt. 
Yeah, I see a lot of people on that side, and I'm just wondering why the line hasn't moved. You know what I mean? I see a lot of people. It's, it seems like everybody uh, is picking DDP, and that, and he's no, still in the everyone's picking Sean Strickland. He's the really? fan favorite. Are you kidding me? Go down to Tapology, see what everyone's picking. I guarantee you that there's well, more tapology. action on Sean. Okay, interesting. Jared, where are you at on this one, man? All right, <clears throat> you had touched on it. These guys could not be any more opposite. Like, their styles are just so different. Like, you know, DDP, he's a brawler. There's zero feeling out process with this dude. He's just comes in and fucking bangs. I feel like he's the way Strickland thinks he is. But yeah, Strickland, just with that boxing-heavy style, he has, you know, he really doesn't attack the legs at all. And with a brawler like Duplessis, that's a great guy to chop his legs down. He doesn't do that at all. The only kicks that he throws are teeps up the middle, going to the body. But even those really aren't that often. He's always lifting that front leg and he's a, just lives in a constant state of jabbing. But I think his style does get a lot of hate because it's kind of unconventional for MMA. But he's a hard dude to find. Like, I know Pereira knocked him out quick, but, you know, in most of his fights, guys have trouble finding his chin just because they're not used to that boxing movement in an MMA fight, such a boxing heavy style. I think it being five rounds definitely benefits Strickland here. Um, I know DDP had the no surgery and everything. I'm not convinced the cardio has improved. And even if the cardio has improved, this is a five-round fight. You know Strickland can fight this at the same pace for rounds and rounds on end. Um, I'm citing that Strickland finds a late finish here. I'm going to say Strickland gets a knockout in round four. Once Duplessis is nice and gassed out, it's, I think it's going to be – but if it goes a distance, it'll probably be one of those ones where, you know, one guy has a lot more volume, probably Strickland constantly working that jab – while Duplessis has the bigger moments as a brawler, maybe landing what looks like more damaging punches. But I think Duplessis, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sold on a no surgery here. At least the last guy that was fighting that got that surgery, I know he got knocked out and to make it worse by Bilal Muhammad. So I'm going to yeah. say, I don't care about that surgery. I'm going to stick with Duplessis has questionable cardio He's, if he doesn't get Sean Strickland out of there early, Strickland's going to get him out of there late. So I'm going to say Strickland by KO round four, but the bet would just be Strickland on the money line. Yeah, it's close enough to where you can, uh, you know, if you're if you're feeling one side or the other, you can you can go heavy on it. Um, what's interesting to me, man, among many other things, is. You know, Alex, you brought up, you know, the, the, obviously you were the first one to bring up the nose surgery. Jared followed up with that too. But if you watch the Darren Till fight, I think that's the real reason why this dude had to get his nose reconstructed. Darren Till flattened this dude's nose out three or four times, man. I mean, Darren, after getting the shit kicked out of him, Darren Till almost came back and won that fight. Uh, yeah, DDP was very gassed, but, uh, you know, if you have some time before the event, go back and watch that fight. After the first round, it's all Darren Till. I mean, that was a that was a 10-8 round. If there ever was one, 
could be a 10-7 if you're going to get like more technical with it. DDP owned round one, but then Darren Till comes out and just fucking like lands so flush on this dude's nose, not the chin. If he would have landed like that on his chin, I think he would have knocked him out, but just lands flush on this dude's nose and just flattens this thing out three or four times, dude. Go back and watch it if you don't believe me. I know that there's that narrative that he, you know, he's a mythical fighter now. I'm not sold on it yet. And and maybe I'm one of those dummies that's never going to be sold on it until he's champion, right? Because I, I didn't think that he was going to beat Robert Whitaker. Um, Robert Whitaker oh, looked like Me and like Alex shit. were on the right side of that one. We were talking about that night earlier. We had fucking the dog dog, Dan Hooker and Triscus Duplessis. Both yeah. of them are over plus 200. Was that when uh, he fought... Dan Hooker fought Jalen Turner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had Jalen Turner, which Jalen Turner should have won that fight if you actually... He did like, win that fight. We got gifted. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it Think was wild. Robert. And then just look at the, uh, you know, the the repercussions that, that Dan Hooker had to face after that. The broken orbital, the broken jaw, the broken arm. I mean, the guy got fucked up. If that was a fight, yeah, fight dude. you know, Turner won that. But yeah, good on you guys for cashing a ticket. Uh, Robert Whitaker looked like shit that fight. He didn't look like himself. I'll say that. Like, he did not look like himself. Now, was it DDP that made him look like that? I don't know. But um, all I know is that uh, Robert Whitaker, when he fought uh, Marvin Vittori, looked otherworldly. I think Marvin Vittori versus DDP, that's an interesting fight, in my opinion. I think that's a very compelling fight, similar to how it was with uh, with Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori. So, I don't know. You never know how these dudes are feeling when they're walking in. I know Sean Strickland, he's going to have a tough weight cut. That extra half pound, last time he said really killed him. Uh, DDP, he hasn't had to make championship weight. This is his first time. We'll see how that works out for him, being as ripped as he is. But I will stand behind what I'm saying. I think that DDP gasses, and I think that if he doesn't get him out of there in, in rounds one or two, I think it's Sean's fight to lose at that point. So, Give me a fucking American champion here on the first pay-per-view. And if it if he doesn't win, I'm going to say Sean O'Malley loses to Cheeto when they fight at 299. I'm going to say that there's no American champions heading into the 2024 election if Sean Strickland doesn't win this right now because uh, that's where the way my conspiracy mind works. But any closing thoughts on this? Either one of you guys. Ah, everyone's making a lot of sense here. I mean, it, it's a close fight. The odds makers have it right. And it's just, it's a clash of two styles. These guys, they, they couldn't be any more different. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a really interesting one to see play out. I just, uh, we'll see if Strickland, uh, I mean, one of the most dynamic strikers in the UFC, Adesanya, he had a hard time finding Strickland's chin. But that real brawl-heavy style, if he doesn't find that chin early, he's going to get tired quick. So at that point, I, I'm, I'd like to be on the Strickland side. And I, I wonder how Strickland's takedown defense is going to hold up. You know, like we haven't well, that's seen. A, you know what? That's an underrated thing, dude. I think he has some wrestling skills in his back pocket. Not that he uses them, but you know, maybe between you know, once it gets to them later rounds and Driscus is gas, maybe his corner tells him like, yo, you got to fucking take this dude down. He'll never see, you know, maybe he gets that in there, but he even said himself, he doesn't game plan much. He just goes in there and fights. So maybe he'll get some good corner advice and mixes it up, but I don't see him going in there with a game plan of mixing it up, but I, I really do believe he has some wrestling. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I started off my argument saying that. I think that, um, and, and he said that he, he, his foundation is wrestling. That's how he got into fighting. And then he just fell in love with boxing. So we'll see. He hasn't had to use that wrestling because it's a, the middleweight division's a very, uh, for now, it's a very striking heavy division. It's going to move into more wrestling with Bo Nickel and Hamzat and all these guys. But for right now, it's striking at the top. So, Alex, any last thoughts before we close out here, man? I'm going to give you all a five-team round robin. No shit. Let's I want you all to bet all the combos. It's 26 combos, okay? You can throw a dollar on each, $2 on each, $5 on each, whatever you feel comfortable. But gamble responsibly, please. Do all it. right? We're going to start it off. Johan Lanis. We're going to go with Charles Air Jordan. And then we're going to go with Ani Allen. Allen. Arnold Annie Allen. Everyone calls me because that's my nickname, Annie. So whenever he wins, it like, Annie, you won. You know, all right. Well, I'm going with him this week. Then go. we're going with Chris Curtis. Okay. on the Everything on the money line. And last but not least, Myra Bueno Silva. All right. Lock it in. Let's ride. I'd love it, dude. We actually got some very similar plays here. You said that was a round robin? Round robin that bed. All right. Well, I'm going to leave you with the whale bet. The whale bet was Gordon Moneyline minus 130. If you snooze, you lose. He's minus 200 now. You can parlay him with Chris Curtis or Charles Jordan or maybe Myra Buena Silva. So, but the whale bet, Gordon on the money line, minus 130. Nowhere close to that anymore. If you want to get it closer to even odds, add Curtis or Jordan. Leave you with a four-team parlay. It's plus 615. We got Johan. We got Charles Jordan. We got the over one and a half in the Magni Mallet fight. And we got Myra Buena Silva on the money line. The four of them is plus 615. Round robin that too. Four-team, 11 combos. So you got Jordan. Don't get greedy, guys. You got Gordon, Curtis, Jordan, and over one and a half in the Malat fight? Wait, do you have it split up correctly, though? So Gordon was a bet. Gordon was a straight bet when the odds were still reasonable. Right. So now if you want to do something, do like Gordon and Chris Curtis to get it to like plus 120-ish. Or Gordon and Jordan. You just add them in that four-teamer and make it a five-teamer. Round but, robin that too, baby. But the four t- the four-team parlay is Johan Lanis, Mr. Inconsistent, Charles Jordan, the over one and a half in the Malat Magni fight, and then Meyer Blina Silva. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm surprised no one is throwing Jasmine Jazzitavicious in their parlays. It's it dude, like, the line's it's minus too wide. Hundred. I know, but I mean, like, if we're going on any kind of, you know, those are the ones that app that shit in your apple pie. You want to stay away from those ones, and they don't add too much juice. You're adding so much risk, but no juice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't have any parlays that I had thought up, but um, I think it's gonna be. Oh, you can throw something together real quick. I can throw something together. I believe in it. it. Let's Let's see what we got here. So, I mean, with my picks, the things that I've thrown out so far. I think Gordon's a nice piece to to start with. Gordon, to hear it. 
Jazz, I know Jazz, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about like, oh, we, we stay away from those, but it seems safe. Gordon, Jazz of Vicious. Let's go. Jillian Robertson as well. That's going against you guys. Jillian Robertson. Let's go Jordan. And let's go. Let's go. The Mark Andre Burial versus Chris Curtis fight to go the distance. That'll be my parlay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. For a five-legger, that's going to be juice. It's not a round robin. It's a parlay. You Make know, sure you hedge bucks. when you get to that last leg. You know, Curtis is knocking his ass out. Maybe, man. You got it. Well, uh, over two and a half, I said, right? Didn't I say over two and a half? Uh, I thought you said distance. I might have said distance. I meant two and a half. Because you guys got knocked out round two. We could all hit if that was the case. Over two and a half. Yeah, let's do it till we all hit. There we go. But yeah, man, interesting, interesting card. I think it's going to be fun. I'm stoked to to just see what happens here. Um, you started off great for me, and then kind of fell apart towards the end of the card. But we're gonna we're gonna win everything back right now on this one. We're gonna hit some underdogs. Um, I need to give you guys an underdog of the week. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Um, but until next time, guys. I don't know if you guys got anything to say before we head out. Shout out to the most casual MMA podcast on the internet casual ko podcast let's go shout out to the dangerous world podcast shout out to the great deception <laughs> podcast we're here with t picks we're here with ryan dean we're here with profit picks follow us on instagram we'll throw them in the description we love y'all let's get this money this week yo hey there it is dude you got the uh the radio voice there i like that the promoter voice everybody out there good luck if you're betting and until next week i think we got another buy card next week right i think so uh, if not, it'll be the next week following. But yeah, guys, good luck. And I hope everybody, um, you know, gets their Canadian shit. Eat some Canadian food. I don't know what that is. Poutine, French fries and gravy. Do something fun. But uh, everybody take care and good luck, guys.